2: Welcome to the Padres Post Game Show on the Padres Radio Network. Coming up, we'll deliver a full recap of today's game with highlights. Plus, we'll take you down to the manager's office to hear from Bob Melvin. And we'll give you an update on scores from around Major League Baseball. The Padres Post Game Show starts now on the Padres Radio Network.
3: This pitch has hit a mile in the air to deep left field. A no-doubter for Manny. Second deck. And a home run to put the Padres in front. Seventh hit of the series for Manny. This one a big one. 3-2 to two here in the sixth.
0: Manny Machado with his 12th home run of the season. in the Padres 5-3 win against the Angels on this Wednesday here at Petco Park. Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. As the Padres for the first time this season sweep a three-game series. Manny Machado... Gave the Padres the lead in the 6th inning. Angels would tie it in the 7th inning at 3. But the Padres getting a run in the 7th inning. Some insurance in the 8th inning. And they go on to win it by the final of 5-3. to three. 5 runs, 5 hits, 1 error for San Diego. For the Angels, 3 runs, 6 hits, and 1 error. The offense did enough to get the win. Seth Lugo, a great outing. 6 innings, 2 runs, 1 earned, given up. And the bullpen between Nick Martinez, then Tom Cosgrove, and Josh Hader. Pitching for a 3rd third- shot straight day for the first time in a long time. Picks up his 20th save of the season and the Padres have swept the Angels in a three game series and now a day off tomorrow the New York Mets coming to town Friday, Saturday and Sunday as we approach the all-star break but the Padres picking up some momentum and again win the final uh, final game of this series by a final of 5-3. to three. A big day for Manny Machado, really a big series for Manny. Seven hits total. Manny had three hits yesterday, had two hits in the series opener here today a single a home run a couple of walks a walk with the bases loaded to provide some insurance in the eighth inning as well i caught up with manny machado right after the game down on the field Manny, let's go back to the home run in the sixth inning a guy in the mound you never faced before the count goes to two and two he throws you a curveball you looked ready for
1: it what was your thought process in that at bat uh just trying to say sure he had good stuff you know uh you know i saw the first pitch try to just try to ambush him real quick, see if he was going to get a strike. And uh, he made a hell of a pitch going down. So after that, kind of just zone down and try to just uh, make some contact and, and try to be sure with it. And then, uh, you know, we get that we get down to that two-two count. And, uh, you know, he left that one a little bit high. Seven hits in this series. What's working for you right now at the plate? Just being selective, you know, being selective, taking my walks. And, uh, you know, just doing, looking for pitches I could do damage to and, uh, you know, not chase too so much. Starting pitching continues to be terrific. Same thing with Seth Lugo here tonight. From your perspective, what are these guys doing so well? I mean, they're going out to the attacking zone. They're throwing the ball. Stri- they're throwing the strikes. Um, you know, we're playing really good defense behind them. And then, you know, we got also we got to give credit to Josh Hader in the back of that that that, that bullpen. You know, going in there getting getting uh, you know stuff out to end the game and you know giving us the Ws. First time your team has swept a three-game series this season. What will it take to keep those momentum going into uh, the series against the Mets? Just keep doing what we did today and uh, what, what we've been doing the last couple of days. You know, uh, stay with the energy, continue to to build on it, and uh, you know, just keep playing good baseball. Manny, great job tonight. Thanks Thank so much. You. Thank you
0: that was Manny Machado down on the field right after the game a two hit night for Manny including the home run now three home runs in the month of July and Machado in this series two for five in the opener three for three yesterday two for three here today we have said so many times when Manny goes the Padres typically also go maybe no coincidence that Manny Machado is heating up and the Padres get their first three game series sweep of the season a lot to do on our post game coverage we'll have all the radio highlights for you our full recap when we come back also here from padres manager bob melvin and much much more to come your phone calls full out of town scoreboard our nightly awards as uh, and uh, we will do everything we usually do here on our post game show on the padres radio network again the padres sweep the angels in a three-game series the final score padres five angels three a lot to get to when we come back on the padres radio network
4: breaking man
0: post game show continues here on the Padres radio network Padres win this series finale five to three the Padres have swept a three game series for the first time here in 2023 a lot to do here in our post game show on the Padres radio network we'll hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin full out of town scoreboard our nightly awards your phone calls and much more to come Sam Levitt with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park plenty of people still here finishing up their beers some games of pool going on i just had a uh, a couple of nice people come up and say they listen to 97.3 the fan all the time they listen to ben and woods in the morning i then told them i'm spring training sammy they didn't know who i was but they said oh you're sam i said yeah i'm sam so i appreciate everybody tuning in a very very good week so far for the padres win on monday win on tuesday and they sweep the angels with a 5-3 win here tonight a lot to do again we'll hear from bob melvin coming up in just a little bit we'll also replay my conversation with manny machado coming up a little bit later as well but let's play you all the highlights as we recap this one here at petco park tonight
2: let's go through the biggest moments from today's game with our game highlights presented by the new el cajon ford commercial service center servicing all Fords up to f750s
0: and motorhomes it was a bit of a wacky game early on. The teams went back and forth. We had some errors and a lucky bounce, too. In the bottom of the first inning, the Padres loaded the bases on a single and a couple of walks. Then this happened. They got
3: play at second base, and it goes into center field. Fernando's going to come in and score. Soto will stay at second. Bogarts retreating to first base. There was no advance there, but on a throwing error by the pitcher Sandoval, Fernando Tatis Jr. comes in to score the first run of the game.
0: Padres took that 1-0 lead into the second. Seth Lugo struck out the first two batters of the inning, but then Hunter Renfro doubled. Lugo issued a walk. Luis Renjifo was next. Two on and two out for the
3: Angels here in the second. Renjifo grounds one through the right side. That's a base hit. Renfro rounding third. Going to be held. Now Fernando Bobbles going to try and score. Tatis' throw to the plate. Not in time. So Renfro was being held at third base by their coach there, Bill Hasselman. And Tatis went to pick it up, kind of dropped it, it rolled behind him. That opened the door for Renfro to try and score. He did, and it's an error on Fernando that ties this game at one.
0: A rare misplay by Fernando Tatis Jr. in right field. We went to the top of the third. Lugo gave up a leadoff single to Mickey Moniak. He went to third base on a couple of ground outs. Then it was Joe Adell. All in two strikes to Adele, another top pick in his day. And a ground ball towards
3: third. Manny has it. Oh, it hits the bag and rolls up the left field line. Moniac scores to give the Angels a lead. Kim now just getting over to it. And it'll go for a double off the bat of Joe Adele. All oh, those big
0: bases, huh? Like I said, a lucky bounce, and the Angels took a 2-1 lead. In the bottom half, Patrick Sandoval walked Ha sung Kim to start the inning. With one out, Kim stole second base. He went to third on a ground out. Kim was 90 feet away from scoring for Manny Machado.
3: Phil. Manny swings at the first pitch, loops one into shallow right. Renfro charging, won't get there. Another base hit for Manny. This one will tie the game. Kim comes in to score. It's an RBI single. Sixth hit of the series for Machado.
0: 2-2 here in the third. Seth Lugo would settle in. He put together a 1-2-3 inning in the fourth. He faced Shohei Ohtani with a runner on third base and two outs in the fifth. He got a ground out from Ohtani to end the inning. Lugo then struck out two in a perfect sixth inning. That was it for Seth Lugo. Six innings, two runs, one earned, five hits. He walked one and struck out six on 99 pitches. Meanwhile, Sandoval allowed just two runs in five innings against the Padres' offense. We were still tied at 2-2 going to the bottom of the sixth inning. Angels reliever. Jose Soriano entered. Manny Machado was there to greet him.
3: This pitch is hit a mile in the air to deep left field, a no-doubter for Manny. Second deck and a home run to put the Padres in front. Seventh hit of the series for Manny. This one a big one. Three to two here in the sixth.
0: Home run, number 12 for Manny, and with that home run, Manny Machado passed Adrian Gonzalez for the most home runs all time here at Petco Park. That was number 66 in this building for Manny Machado. Padres had that 3-2 lead heading to the seventh inning. Nick Martinez replaced Lugo. Matt Theis led off.
3: Matt Dice, the left-hand hitting catcher, leads off, swings at the first pitch, hits one a mile out to right field, and that is going to tie the game. Up over the old wall in right field. Nice with his fifth home run of the season. And we are once again knotted up. 3-3 here in the seventh.
0: So back and forth we went. Martinez walked the next batter. He was in scoring position with one out. But Martinez got a strikeout and pop-up to end the inning with the game still tied at three. Jacob Webb came on for the Angels in the bottom of the seventh inning. Fernando Tatis Jr. hit a one-out double. Angels then walked Juan Soto intentionally. They then walked Manny Machado unintentionally, to load the bases for Xander Bogarts. During that at-bat, Angels manager Phil Nevin was ejected by home plate umpire Jerry Lane for arguing balls and strikes. Nevin came out, got his money's worth. But moments later, Bogarts hit a ground ball that got the run in. Fernando Tatis Jr. scored from third base to make it 4-3. to Padres, a productive out, RBI for Xander. That was all the Padres got in the seventh inning. In the eighth inning for the Padres, against reliever Chris Davinsky, he issued a two-out walk to Hassan Kim. Fernando Tatis Jr. singled, sending Kim to third base. Juan Soto then walked. Manny Machado walked with the bases loaded. That scored Kim, and the Padres had a 5-3 lead. Padres took that 5-3 lead into the ninth inning. A big question entering this game, would Josh Hader pitch a third consecutive day? The answer was yes. Hader came on for the ninth inning, looking for another save, his second in as many days. Hunter Renfro flew out to right field for out number one. Hader then walked Taylor Ward. Luis Renjifo flew out to left field for out number two. Chad Wallach then pitched it for Andrew Velasquez. He represented the tying run. It was Hader against Wallach. 1 and 2 to Wallach.
3: Hader set at the belt. Here's the pitch. And a swing and a miss. Went chasing after a slider. And Josh Hader, working for a third consecutive day for the first time in a couple years, picks up his 20th save of the season. And the Padres, for the first time this season, Have swept a three game series. Final score here tonight
0: over the Angels, five to three. The Padres take care of business for Josh Hader. The first time he pitched in three straight days since late September 2021. That was with the Milwaukee Brewers. He does it here in early July with the Padres. And the Padres get a 5-3 win against the Angels. Like Jesse said, they sweep a three-game series for the very first time this season. With the win, the Padres 1-46, Angels drop to 45-44. and 44, And really was a bit of a nightmarish series for the Angels here in San Diego they lose all three Mike Trout ends up on the IL. Anthony Rendon might be heading to the IL. Shohei Otani has a blister on his finger didn't prevent him from being in the lineup here today but uh, not a lot of good stuff in this series for the Angels the Padres took full advantage as they sweep the Angels here at Petco Park let's go down towards the clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin Let's take a trip down to the Padres
2: Clubhouse and hear from Padres manager Bob Melvin. Presented by Sinley Food. Find your next cooking adventure at Lee Food. 4665 El Cajon Boulevard.
5: The Cook's Asian Resource. So Hader was available? Well, I knew that was going to be the first question. Evidently. Yeah, and he knows where we are right now. So, yeah. Thank goodness, right? What can you kind of say about the way, he, what he's done the last three games, how we kind of stepped in that Monday. and You more. know, look, every, he's got a sense of where we are as a team. So wanted the ball tonight, save situation, he got it, and pretty efficient, too.
4: You guys have kind of turned some corners and then taken steps back before. Is there any reason to think this one might be different, having swept <laughs> the series? Maybe
5: well, I, you know, we, we kind of in a place where we have to at this point. So it's nice to have an off day, too, after winning three. You know, Completely puts the road trip behind us. You know, three good games here, one in different fashions. And now we get, a, a you know, an off day to, to enjoy it. What did you think of Lugo? Really good. I mean, ball strike ratio for a little while wasn't great. But, you know, pitch behind in the count some. Six innings again. Five hits, only one walk. Couple runs, one earned. I mean it's it's that's a good recipe from a starter to give you a chance to win. How grateful are you to have Tom Cosgrove and just the growth that he's had? It's been unbelievable. You know, and I would have had a decision to make and you know, Mustachus got on, but he's been so good against righties and lefties too that he's kinda earned this role. And if I have him pitch in the eighth, he's probably gonna get a base run or two and You know, Renfro's a tough guy against really anybody, but left-handed pitching. You know, historically, maybe a little bit even this year, but uh, he's been a godsend for us. You know, especially with with Wilson down. What do you think it is? Because he's just come in and thrown strikes, thrown strikes, getting ahead. His slider is tough to track, even if you're looking for it, and. You know, Reed swings pretty well, so he knows when guys are sitting on it and uses fastball just enough. There's a gap between the two pitches, but it's it's a tough breaking ball to track, like I said, even if you're looking for it. There were some big hits, obviously, Manny, uh, Toddy. There's also some runs scored just by being opportunistic. Would you think of the right. back and forth nature? and Right, in patience. So, you know, we got a combination of uh, pretty much everything tonight. So this is a really good win for us all the way around. Um, you know, whether it was defense, stole a base, you know, opportunistic, made guys work, you know, made relievers work, added on 7th and 8th, you know, two big runs in the, in those innings, which had been a little bit of a, a problem for us. So, you know, we've won some games here with, with offense recently. Today it was total team effort. Would it be fair
4: to say that this is kind of the type of win that maybe you didn't get earlier in the season, given the ball off the bag, run scoring on an error? one-run game. Yeah,
5: you know, like you that. feel right, you feel like you're snakebit sometimes in these close games, and then, you know, ball goes off the bag, and then, you know, Nick's been great for us, and all of a sudden, you know, we have a one-run lead, and all of a sudden it's tied, and now you have to fight those urges that, you know, these, these type of games haven't been good for us. You know, and then we score again in the seventh and the eighth. What was the process of learning that Hader was available? Was it just after he threw today you guys talked? Yeah,
3: yep. It was
5: Ruben. Ruben talked
3: to him. It seems like the general rule when a closer especially goes three days in a row, he'll be off for at least two days. Can you rule him out for Friday? or is Well, that he'll be Wednesday?
5: off tomorrow. Um, but, yes, that is typically how, how we look at things. Um, but, again, I, I, I went in today thinking potentially not available, and he wanted to pitch. Thoughts
3: on holding a time hit list in the
5: series? Right. I mean, there were a couple instances there where we're looking maybe even to pitch around him and, and potentially walk him. Um, but we made really good pitches on them all series. And, you know, there were a lot of ground balls to second base, which you don't typically see from him. So if you're going to win a series, you're going to sweep a series against them, you're probably going to have to get him out, him out a bunch. Bob, it
6: seems like you guys really found something. You really found something that went off
5: on Canada. Nice. How did you get to the second table? Kind of about that a little bit. Yeah, two more runs scored tonight. We scored five. So, you know, he just brings a lot of energy in what he does. Stole another base tonight. You know, there'll be some right-handed matchups where he doesn't lead off. But, you know, since he has here recently, we've played some really good baseball. And, and, you know, he's that type of guy that, you know, this year you look at his right-left left splits are a little bit better. And he's getting on base. And then we got some guys behind him that knock him in. So, you know, didn't get any hits tonight, but two walks and scored two runs. I mean, that's that's kind of what he does.
0: That was Padres manager Bob Melvin from the clubhouse here at Petco Park following this 5-3 win for the Padres over the Angels as the Padres sweep this three-game series from the Angels. Sam Levitt back with you inside the loft here at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. A couple of things towards the end there that Bob Melvin talked about. Hassan Kim. Two walks in this game, scored a couple of runs, didn't have a base hit in this game, but again, very productive out of the leadoff spot and uh, ended up scoring a couple of runs. So he continues to get on base and do his thing and continues to just have a, a terrific season, as we've talked about a lot. How about this? We talk so much about Shohei Otani entering this series, throughout this series, and all of it is well deserved. He is an unbelievable talent. He is the best player in baseball right now. Nobody would dispute that. He is uh, uh, one of the most uh, special athletes uh, on the planet right now. The talent level, what he's doing, we've quite simply uh, never seen it before. But the Padres did. When you look at it, a, a great job against Otani in this series, both at the plate and on the mound. At the plate, Shohei Otani was 0 for 10 in this series. 0 for 10. Tom Cosgrove got him out a couple of times. We'll talk more about Tom. But 0 for 10 in this series for a guy that had just a scorching month of June with the home runs, everything he did. And then you consider what they did yesterday on the mound. They scored five runs, seven hits against him. So, look, bottom line is this. Padres did a wonderful job against Shohei Otani in this three-game series. They really, really did, and we'll continue to dive into it. We'll continue to talk about Seth Lugo and what the Padres did offensively here today. I agree with Bob Melvin. This was a good win for the Padres. It was a little bit different than the first two games of this series where they had a lead early, and they built on it, and they hung on. Here today, it was back and forth. They had some bad luck. They had an error but they found a way to take a lead even when the game was tied, retake the lead, and then add on. And uh, Josh Hader, to his credit, we'll talk more about Hader. On the other side of this break, but he deserves a lot of credit here tonight. Three straight days on the mound, picks up save number twenty for Hader, and uh, we'll uh, we'll talk more about Hader on the other side of this break. Much more to get to on our post game coverage. Again, the final score: Padres five, Angels three. We will start taking your phone calls in a little bit as well. Phone number is always eight three three. Two eight eight zero nine seven three. Again, the phone number 833 If you want to get involved on social media, you can do that as well. Tweet at me 973 The Fan S D or my Twitter, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Instagram DMs open as well. Sammy Lev there as well. S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Let me know what you're thinking about how the Padres are playing right now. This three-game sweep of the Angels. I may interact with your tweet or your message live here on the air. Padres win it five to three. They sweep the Angels. Post game show continues when we come back on the Padres radio network. We are live here at Petco Park as the Padres sweep the Angels the final score in this series finale Padres 5 and the Angels 3 Sam Levitt with you on our post-game coverage from the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park great to have you with us on this Wednesday evening Padres will finish up this pre-all-star break portion of the schedule with a three-game series against the New York Mets Friday Saturday and Sunday much more on that to come a little bit later in our post-game show here on the Padres Radio Network we still a lot to do we'll replay my conversation with manny machado coming up in just a bit we'll also take a look at the full out of town scoreboard give out some more of our nightly awards continue to break down this 5-3 win for the padres here tonight we do have the phone lines lighting up so we will get some of your phone calls here in a second phone number is always 833-288-0973 again 833-288-0973 if you would rather get involved on social media you can do that as well tweet at me at Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V, and then on Instagram as well. DMs are always open for you, Sammy Lev, S-A-M-M-Y-L-E-V. Let me know your thoughts about this game. Might interact with your tweet or your DM live here on the air. Let's tell you about our ace pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was dealing
2: today? (laughs) Let's find out who's today's. Ace Pitcher of the Game. Brought to you by the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware. From Traeger and Weber to the Big Green Egg. All your grilling and barbecue needs are inside the Grilling Store at Hillcrest Ace Hardware.
3: One and two to Wallach. Hader set at the belt. Here's the pitch. And a swing and a miss. Went chasing after a slider, and Josh Hader, working for a third consecutive day for the first time in a couple years, picks up his 20th save of the season. And the Padres, for the first time this season, have swept a three-game series. Final score here tonight over the Angels, five to three.
0: Our ace pitcher of the game, Josh Hader, who picks up save number 20. A scoreless ninth inning. Hader with his second save in as many days. And Josh Hader, again, like Jesse alluded to, pitching three consecutive days for the first time in a long time. The last time he did it, September 24th through the 26th in 2021 with the Brewers. So I think Josh Hader deserves a lot of credit, certainly deserves ace pitcher of the game here tonight. There's been, uh, you know, since uh, Hader has not appeared in three straight games, a couple of times over the last few weeks, uh, uh, there's been, you know, some talk and some things written about, you know, why Hader, you know, has not entered, uh, in three straight days and has not, uh, pitched more than one inning. We've talked about it as well. But look, I, I think Josh Hader deserves a lot of credit. You heard Bob Melvin talk about it during the post game press conference, uh, about Hader knowing where this team is right now. And, uh, right now they need wins in the worst of ways. And, uh, at, at a time like this, uh, you need players to step up and that's what Josh Hader did in this game with the off day tomorrow uh pitched in three straight games and to me deserves a, a lot of credit for that really does and we know Hader is in the midst of a really really good season he'll be an all-star in Seattle next week Hader lowers his ERA with that scoreless inning here tonight to one 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 on the season again picks up his 20th save of the of the year and Again, I just, you know, credit to him. I mean, you heard Bob Melvin there. He didn't know, uh, when we spoke to him pregame if Hader would be available. Apparently, Hader spoke with Ruben Niebla earlier today, uh, made, uh, Bob Melvin aware he would be available, and here he was in a safe situation. And I'll tell you what, with how thin Padres bullpen is right now and we've talked about it that's for a number of reasons it's due to injuries not having Wilson and obviously Suarez both who will hopefully come back very soon after the all-star break Uh, not a ton of depth there right now and on top of that just some guys struggling Nick Martinez uh, an example of that gave up a home run to Thice in the seventh inning that tied the game and he's had some struggles as of late so Look, as far as high leverage relievers, uh, Bob Melvin has a few guys to choose from down there in the bullpen right now and has had some different guys uh, throughout the last couple of weeks pitching in scenarios they aren't all that accustomed to pitching in in the major leagues. But, uh, look, hater understanding that, where the bullpen is, and also where this team is. Every game is critical right now as the Padres try to gain momentum, pick up steam, heading to the All-Star break. And so far this week, they're 3-for-3. Three three. Hard to uh, be unhappy with what the Padres did this week. You hope it's a sign of not just what's to come over the next handful of days, but what's to come here in the second half. You thought maybe... What they did against Cincinnati, uh, even with the losses on Friday and Sunday, with the way they battled back, you hope that was a sign of this team showing some fight, some spirit, some of the words we've used over the course of the last month or so as the Padres, you know, fell lower uh, below 500. I mean, I felt like you saw that in Cincinnati. I thought you saw it in this series as well. Again, like the Padres, this was a good win for them in the sense of it was a little bit different than what we saw on Monday and Tuesday, where they had an early lead built on the lead here today they had the lead then lost the lead then had a lead then lost the lead again and then took the lead back in the seventh inning and uh, got some insurance in the eighth inning as well so good things all around uh, for the Padres on that front certainly we'll step aside here on the Padres radio network we will get to your phone calls when we come back and we'll also give out more of our nightly awards we will also replay you my conversation with Manny Machado who had a big day two hits including a home run three RBIs in this game for Manny a big part of this 5-3 win against the Angels our post- game show continues when we come back on the Padres radio network our post game show continues here on the Padres radio network final score Padres 5 Angels 3 as the Padres sweep the Angels in a three-game series Padres sweeping a three-game set for the very first time this season. I know, hard to believe here on game number 87 on July 5th, the first time they've done that all year. But as they say, better late than never. The Padres seem to be, we'll see how they do against the Mets over the weekend, but seem to be maybe, hopefully, Starting to pick up some steam, and uh, the Padres will aim on uh, on Friday to do something that they have not done this season, and that is win four in a row. They've had win streaks of three games, if you want to call that a win streak, but they have not won four in a row this season. Again, here tonight, did something they hadn't done this season. Maybe Friday were in store for another first of 2023. Certainly hope so. Sam Levitt with you here inside the loft at the Western Metal Building at Petco Park. The loft was... Really busy when I walked in here, and it is uh, usually busy when I walk in here after the game. When I make my sprints up from the field after my interview, I interviewed Manny after the game. We'll replay that for you in just a little while as well. I get up here, try to catch my breath, and usually we have people here uh, having fun. Uh, Today they were singing happy birthday to somebody, but now the loft has emptied out. Petco Park is emptied out, so it's just... You and me now here on the radio uh, from Petco Park as the Padres win this game 5-3. We'll get to your phone calls in just a moment. First, let's tell you about our relief pitcher of the game. Which pitcher was able to come in and slam the door shut? It's time for the relief
2: pitcher of the game in support of the Jacobs and Cushman San Diego Food Bank. Providing food assistance to local children, families, and seniors in need. To get help or give help, visit sandiegofoodbank.org.
3: One and one, here's the pitch. Dan Moustakis hits it hard on the ground right to Cronenworth. Deep at first, he'll bring it himself. And a tidy
0: 1-2-3 inning for Tom Cosgrove. He gets it done once again. Our relief pitcher of the game, the guy from New York City. Tom Cosgrove continues this stellar rookie campaign. A 1-2-3 3 eighth inning, including a pop-out From Shohei Ohtani, again, Ohtani went 0-10 for in this series against the Padres. The Padres did just a terrific job against him, and he came into this series scorching hot after just an unbelievable month of June. But Cosgrove, 1-2-3 inning, that's after Cosgrove uh, pitched two-thirds of an inning scoreless on monday in the win, that included that big strike out of shohei otani got out of a big jam a bases loaded jam on monday and cosgrove for that work in the eighth inning at that time just a one run game and he had to face otani to begin the inning got him to pop out to third base tom cosgrove does it again cosgrove now through 20 major league appearances here in this rookie campaign a 0 ERA. You heard Bob Melvin talk about him on Monday. You heard Bob Melvin talk about him during the post-game press conference tonight. I mean, you have to be awfully impressed with what Tom Cosgrove has done. He's been in control in those 20-plus innings. He struck out 18, walked four. He's getting lefties out, righties out. He's not just a left-handed specialist, and really that's kind of gone out the window here in 2023 with the three batter minimum. But... Uh, Consider me a big fan of Tom Cosgrove. I mean, he has come to the major leagues, and he has been nothing short of terrific out of the Padres' bullpen. And Bob Melvin continues to give him high leverage opportunities, certainly in the eighth inning. I mean, right there, he's being used as a setup guy in a one-run game in the eighth. So, uh, again, Tom Cosgrove continues to be one of the real good stories uh, as far as player development for the Padres this season. Again, he's our relief pitcher of the game. I joked on Monday, I felt like I went on a Tom Cosgrove soliloquy. That was like soliloquy part two, but well-deserved for Tom Cosgrove. He's only given up one run in two appearances out of the 20. That's been it. In his rookie season, and he's got that sort of three-quarter arm angle that he developed a few years ago, and the slider, you know, I would really recommend, if you can, once we're done, go back and look at that at-bat against Otani here tonight we talked about on Monday how Cosgrove threw him a slider Otani went waving for it it was it could have been a foot and a half into the other batter's box and Otani, who's one of the best hitters on the planet waved at it and he was nowhere close to it there was a pitch very similar in this at-bat here tonight I think it was a slider I have to go back and look but it was a similar kind of swing I mean you know what? For Tom Cosgrove, how about this in this series? Faced Otani twice and got him out twice, including a strikeout. Very good stuff from Tom Cosgrove. All right, let's go to the phones. 833 2880973. The phone number is always, again, 833 2880973. I do have a number of tweets and messages to get to as well. So we'll get to all of it as we interact with you after the Padres 5-3 win against the Angels. Padres sweep this three-game series. Let's go to the phones. We lead things off tonight with Lee in San Diego. Hi, Lee.
2: Hey, Sam. How how you doing, bro? I'm
0: doing well, Lee. How are you? It's been a while. I haven't called since uh,
2: I was waiting for the Padres to win a a three-game series all year. And I can't be, believe we're talking about it this late in the year, but uh, I'm extremely impressed with, uh, and I'm ha- I'm happy for uh, Jake Cronenworth and uh, Trent Grisham. They're starting to get things going, and it just adds to the 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 general flow of this team. Yeah, if you understand what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, yeah, for um, sure,
2: Lee. The pitching has been awesome. I was extremely pre- impressed with Joe Musgrove. And I guess we got this other guy with almost the same last name, but <laughs> I, I can't remember his name right now.
0: I think you're talking about Cosgrove, Lee. Lee, appreciate the call. Thanks so much uh, for calling in. And, and look, I, I think – it's a great series. They're playing some good baseball. The starting pitching has been great. I'll dive into the starting pitching in a moment. They they've got to keep doing it, okay? And look, there are fans out there that I've heard from, and um, and it's a fair take. Look, the first goal here is getting back to five hundred. I don't want to get too crazy. They're forty one and forty six, but you, you get the feeling they're starting to come around. And we've said it before. It feels maybe a little bit different this time, A, because the starting pitching continues to be so good, B, because they're just winning different kinds of games. Like, tonight was different than Monday and Tuesday. Like I've been saying, wasn't a game where they had an early lead and then just built on it. Pitching was able to hang on. In this game had the lead, lost it, had the lead, lost it, then took it back again, added on, and found a way to win a ball game against a, an Angels team that is struggling right now. So look, I think two things as I always say can be true at once. You can really like what the Padres have done this week so far, you can also be cautiously optimistic. They've got to get back to 500, then they go from there certainly winning two out of 3 at minimum against the Mets. That is the kind of momentum you want to go into the All-Star break with. That would give you a 5 and 1 home stand and that to me would be like okay. Let's see how they do. They've got a big series in Philadelphia, four in Philadelphia, right out of the All-Star break, but at least they go in feeling a lot better than where they were a week and a half ago uh, during that road trip to to Pittsburgh and Cincinnati. So um, good three games, no doubt about it, and hopefully a sign of things to come. Still five games below five hundred. We all understand that, but you hope they're starting to go here. Um, Certainly the offense has looked that way, and the numbers with runners in scoring position are better. I'll give you a couple of numbers here before we get back to the phones. And I'll have more on the pregame tomorrow, uh, or Friday, I should say, with updated numbers for you. But here's where they were entering today. The Padres, believe it or not, led Major League Baseball coming into today since June 22nd with a 368 team batting average with runners in scoring position. That was a span of 12 games, and as you probably know, the average with runners in scoring position before that run uh, not very good hasn't been all year but as of late they have been a ton better in that department as far as the pitching again i'll have updated numbers on friday but padre starters entering today had a one-four-two era in their last seven games they led major league baseball in that span over the last seven games entering today and what do you know Seth Lugo here tonight six innings one earned run given up another quality start so the pitching continues to be good again I don't want to get too crazy but very good series against the Angels and right now you're trying to take it one game at a time And if you take it one game at a time and this team continues to win games, they will end up in a good spot. They will end up back in this postseason race. And we talked about it with Brandon Dixon during our our, our pregame interview. I asked him, you know, what will be the key for the Padres in the second half from your perspective? And he said something to the effect of it's about taking it one day at a time. And do that, get some wins, hopefully they pile up. Let's go to Jay calling in from El Cajon. Hi, Jay.
7: Sammy Lev. Always a pleasure, my friend. Tonight's a good win. Right field was calling for the shot from Tatis, but we got it from Machado. Either way, that's a great win. Good offense, good pitching. You said it, Cosgrove, Hater shutting it down. We love that. Um, we talked in April. We talked in May. No one's panicking. Okay, I have a theory. We are gonna do what the Braves did last year and have a awesome July and August to bring ourselves back to above five hundred and in the standings in the West, take this division and go to the playoffs. Little Jag, what do you have to say so
6: about?
7: There we go, Sammy Let have a good <laughs> night, but we love you
0: all right appreciate the call jay um look uh, look they need to go on a big run it's no secret to anybody to any of us who cover the team to anybody inside that clubhouse they need to go on a big run and you mentioned the braves look they're gonna have to play like the atlanta braves uh the rest of the season what they've done they've uh, wanted a 674 clip this season look if the padres are going to get into that wild card spot um they need to play well over 600 baseball in all likelihood. I. You know, I don't know the exact numbers, but they've got to play really well uh, with where they were at the midway point of the season. Hey, you know what? They were eight games below five hundred handful of days ago. Now they're five, pointing in the right direction. Got to keep on going. That's the that's the thing right now. One day at a time, keep on going, and hopefully uh, the winds pile up and you look up and you're on some sort of run. Let's go to Gonzo calling in from Ocean Beach. Hi, Gonzo. Welcome to the Padres post game show with Sam Levitt. How are you?
7: Hey, Sammy, my boy. How are you?
0: Doing all right, Gonzo.
7: Hey, uh, so last time we talked, we were uh, talking about how many you know, when he tends to step it up, the Padres step it up. And we just swept the Angels. How do we keep this going against the Mets? And obviously the pitching has been amazing, and Hassan mm-hmm. Kim's still been good. Um, how do we keep this momentum going? Is there, is there anything else that, the, that that we have overlooked?
0: Well, you know, Gonzo, it's a good question. I think, number one, and appreciate the call, number one, we will continue to point to the offense. I mean, if this team can continue to do what they've done offensively over the last three days, they're in a good spot. They'll win, I think, a lot of games here over the course of this summer, and I've been saying it going back a while now. I mean, they need the stars to be stars. They need Manny to be like Manny. Manny had seven hits in this series, had two hits including a home run, three RBIs in this game here tonight. Uh, Manny, uh, you know, has hit the ball well as of late. Jake Cronenworth with a good series, didn't have a base hit tonight, but had a big first couple of games of the series. Same thing with Xander Bogarts. Fernando continues to do great things. He had a three-hit day with a couple of runs scored in this game. Juan Soto was on three times. He continues to get on base. Look, they need tease and Soto and Machado and Bogarts and Cronenworth and for Kim to keep doing what he's doing. They need it all, and they need the offense to do – much of what they did in this series against the Angels. The other thing they need to keep doing, and again, I'm just living in a perfect world here, the other thing they got to keep doing. Good starting pitching. I mean, the starting pitching continues to be terrific. I mean, take a look at the outings as of late. Seth Lugo, six innings, one earned run given up tonight. Joe Musgrove, seven brilliant innings, one earned run given up yesterday. Blake Snell battled his way through five scoreless innings on Monday. Sunday, a little bit of a different game. Adrian Morahone making the spot start, but... Three scoreless innings, Michael Waka, five innings, one run the day before. Lugo, six innings, no earned runs the day before that. Musgrove, six innings, two earned runs the Thursday in Pittsburgh. Snell, six innings, two earned runs the Wednesday in Pittsburgh. I read off that that ERA number in the last seven games a few minutes ago. The bottom line being the starting pitching continues to be great. Now, look, from a bullpen perspective, I think the Padres just have to get through the next three days we know they're a little bit thin out there we'll see if hater is available on friday after pitching three straight days in this series the good thing as far as the bullpen is you do know that help is on the way on the other side of the all-star break you have steven wilson who will come back shortly after the all-star break robert suarez Whenever he's ready after the All-Star break, he's supposed to pitch on Friday at A El Paso. So, you know, I don't know how many actual rehab appearances in real minor league games uh, uh, away from Arizona. How many he'll need, but, I mean, he's close. If he's pitching in El Paso on Friday, I don't know how many he's going to need, but he's very, very close. So, you know you're going to get those two guys back. And the other thing that would really help is for Nick Martinez, somebody like him, uh, to kind of find his groove again here. It's been tough for Nick as of late, gave up that game-tying home run in the seventh inning here today. Tim Hill in that category as well. They need those guys to find their rhythm again, and if you pair that with Hayter continuing to do what he does and Suarez Wilson back, the bullpen will, A, uh produce better results and, B, be a lot deeper. So, That's a very long answer, Gonzo, to your question, but to play the kind of baseball they need to play in the second half of the year, they've got to do a lot of things right. It starts with the offense, it continues with the starting pitching, and the bullpen's got to hold leads. I mean, they've got to play some really, really good baseball. That's what this requires now because of the slow start. They've dug a hole. The hole uh, is one you can come out of but they've got to play top to bottom on most nights. Really, really good baseball. So I know I kind of ran through every unit, right? But, you know, I'm thinking through it, and that's what it's going to take right now for this team to rattle off the kind of run uh, they need to go on. Let's go to Kathy calling in from L.A. Hi, Kathy. Sammy, you know, I –
4: I really don't want to call you a liar, but I can't believe that somebody didn't know who you were. That just, that just doesn't seem possible. I mean, everybody knows who Sammy is.
0: <laughs> That's all right. Well, so, some people know me. They know me as Spring Training Sammy. If they're uh, big listeners of the morning show, I was on every day for like six weeks. So uh, some mm-hmm. people, they just know me as uh, you know as the guy from Spring Training. That's okay.
4: <laughs> anyway, it's... It was really nice to see them win, you know finally get a sweep of a team other than that two-game sweep down in Mexico. And like you, I don't want to say, oh, yeah, we've got it. We've got it now. And so, But it's getting a little bit more optimistic again. Uh-huh. And the fact that the guys that haven't been hitting are starting to hit is a really good sign. And I'm hoping we can at least take two from the Mets this weekend. I don't think we're going to save the Mets. But you never know. And that's the thing. That's what I keep telling my friends. Mm -hmm. One guy I work with, he's a big basketball fan. He's like, what is it with baseball? I'm like, dude, there's no explanation for baseball. Baseball Mm -hmm. is unlike any other sport. Just when you think everything is going to is looking up. You're going to
0: go, well, what the heck just happened? So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Kathy, and appreciate the call. It's, it's a very long season. We know that. Uh, it's 162 games for a reason. Padres have a lot of work to do. Uh, you mentioned the series against the Mets. I think it's very ironic that these two teams, the Mets and the Padres, will finish the first half against one another because they're very similar. Uh, both high payrolls, both have a ton of star power, um and both are playing better as of late after very disappointing first halves of the year. I mean the Mets are right there with the Padres, uh, you know, record wise and, and with high expectations in the first half did not go anything like they planned and by the way the Mets just beat the Diamondbacks in Arizona so the Mets have won the first two games of that series in Arizona Mets have won four in a row all of a sudden Padres have won three in a row all of a sudden Mets have one more game against Arizona tomorrow so look uh, it's two teams that got off to not great starts at all based on the expectations high payroll stars all over the place and they'll face each other to wrap up the pre-All-Star break portion of the schedule. And all of a sudden, both are playing well. So it's kind of ironic those two teams are going to face each other. But I'm with you, Kathy. Look, um, Mets are going to want that series, too. You take two of three from the Mets, I consider that, well, obviously it's a series win. But I consider that a really good series for the Padres. Two of three, you'll have had a five-in-one home stand to wrap up. Uh, the pre-All-Star breakup portion of the schedule, I'll take that. Two out of three. That would be great, certainly. Let's go to, as we continue on the phones here on 97.3 The Fan, Padres Radio Network, Tom, who's calling in from Mira Mesa. Hi,
7: Tom. Hey, Sam.
0: uh,
2: Great to hear you, first-time caller. Um, All right, Tom, thank you. you, My pleasure. I wanted to ask you about team chemistry. It Mm -hmm. seemed like they brought in – Nelson Cruz to kind of be a mentor to some of the uh, Dominican uh, young superstars that we have, and, and uh, it's you know, I, I think having him sent down sends a message to the team that, you know, it's no longer about learning. It's about doing and performing. Well, mm. What are your thoughts on that?
0: Yeah, Tom, look, I don't think – I don't think uh, – and appreciate the call. I don't think that the DFA of Nelson Cruz was – a message to the team i think it was just the padres looking at their roster and needing more versatility out of a roster spot um look nelson cruz was by what everybody said bob melvin the players i mean he was a terrific uh, A terrific person in that clubhouse and somebody a lot of guys in that clubhouse look up to. It's something we talked uh, with Manny about, with uh, Fernando about, going back all the way to spring training, right? Um, But I think with Nelson, you know, the production wasn't great out of the DH spot. But, you know, at times he he provided some hits and hit five home runs and certainly has put together a, a better season to this point than Matt Carpenter, who he was splitting that DH time with. But the, the reality was this, the Padres needed more versatility out of that spot. They needed um somebody who could play uh the field and play some multiple positions, have the ability like they did over the course of the last two days. The last two days are a really good example of it because they DH'd Machado yesterday, they DH Xander Bogarts today, getting guys off their feet, uh having, you know, that flexibility to um, you know, have some more DH days for guys, kind of those half-off days if they need a pinch runner, things like that. It's hard when you have two roster spots being taken up by two guys that, that really don't play the field. And Matt Carpenter, who's done it a little bit, Nelson Cruz, I don't believe, unless I miss something, I don't think he played the field at all uh, while he was with the Padres. So, you know, I, I really thought, Tom, it was... It was a flexibility, versatility decision. I don't think, you know, there are times during a season where you might have something that happens that sends a message to a team. I don't think that was it with Nelson Cruz. I think it was a need, um, you know, to have, again, versatility, some speed, uh, somebody that can play some different positions. I think that's what it was about, and and the Padres, I think, felt limited by having both Cruz and Carpenter on the bench at times uh, at the same time. So, um, again, not to reiterate the point too much, but I I don't think that was a – a message kind of thing because he was really well liked well respected and i think a really good influence in that clubhouse and i don't think the message you'd want to send is uh hey we're going to take this guy that you guys really like and is a great influence and, and take him away i i thought this was really a move about the roster and what the padres needed at this moment so look i i don't know what the plans are for nelson i don't know if he's planning on playing Uh, with another team Uh, certainly could be the case he is 43 years old he's had a tremendous career Um, is super well respected around the game and uh, who knows I guess always a possibility at 43 that this is uh, the end of the road for Nelson Cruz but would I be shocked if uh, after he clears waivers all that uh, gets his release would I be shocked if he ends up on another team no not at all Um, He was obviously ready to play this year. All right, we'll uh, go back to the phones on the other side of our next break. I do want to tell you about our player of the game. Which player had the
2: biggest impact on today's game? Let's find out who is today's player of the game. Presented by Valley View Casino and Hotel. Catch every game at Patties and Pints. Plus, enjoy $4 beer every Thursday. Visit ValleyViewCasino.com
3: today. Manny swings at the first pitch, loops one into shallow right. Renfro charging, won't get there. Another base hit for Manny. This one will tie the game. Kim comes in to score. It's an RBI single. Sixth hit of the series for Machado. 2-2
0: here in the third. Our player of the game in this one, Manny Machado. No surprise. Had the single, RBI in the third, home run in the sixth inning. Bases loaded walk in the eighth. In fact, Manny was on four out of five times to the plate here today. Another big day for Manny, who had seven hits combined in the three games in this series. Manny Machado, our player of the game. We'll hear that home run call coming up in a little bit as well. We'll step aside right now. Come back with more of your phone calls again. 833-288-0973. 833-288-0973. The phone number. Have some tweets, some messages to get to as well. And we will wrap this one up from Petco Park. Padres win it five to three over the Angels. Post game show continues after this on the Padres radio network. Our postgame show continues here on the Padres Radio Network. Sam Levitt with you inside the Western Metal Building here at Petco Park. Petco Park has emptied out. But I'm still here for you on this Wednesday evening as the Padres sweep the Angels in a three-game series. Padres pick up their first three-game sweep of the season. We'll continue with your phone calls, 833 A lot of phone calls here tonight. Love to hear from you. Got some tweets and DMs to read in a second here as well. We'll also take a look at the full out-of-town scoreboard coming up. In just a few minutes, as the Padres improved to 41 and 46, Angels dropped to 45 and 44 with the defeat here tonight. Seth Lugo, six innings, one earned run given up. Lugo, uh, picked up a no decision in this game. Did leave in line for the win, but, uh, ends up getting a no decision. Josh Hader picks up save number 20. Manny Machado, three hits, including a home run, three RBIs. Fernando Tatis Jr. had three hits, including two runs scored. And uh, he was on four times in this game. ha Kim, a couple of walks. He scored a couple of runs. And the Padres end up winning it 5-3. to three. Let's go back to the phones. We begin in this segment with Aaron in Menifee. Hi, Aaron. How are you?
6: Hey, I'm doing great. And even more excited with this uh, second-half Padres team that has showed up.
0: Yeah, for sure, Aaron. Uh, look, uh, like I've been saying, look, like I've been saying, they got a lot of work to do. But you know, three games, a three game sweep. Uh, I-, I thought even in the series against Cincinnati, there were positives to pull from, even though they had some heartbreaking losses in Cincinnati as well. But I mean, I go back to Friday in Cincinnati, and I think for sure over these last six games, you are seeing some things that we did not see in the first half, and uh, that's a very good thing. We'll see if they can keep it rolling this weekend uh, against the Mets.
6: Yeah, um to see this team come and win four out of the last five games is incredibly encouraging. Mm-hmm. Even the ones that they lost were close to mm-hmm. finally see this team uh you know score past the seventh inning <laughs> and um you know uh if the other team gets a run they're fighting back and tying the score. Yeah. Um or if the other team ties, we fight to get that extra run. That's a team that um I haven't seen probably since last year. So that's incredibly encouraging. My question here though, and mm-hmm. I apologize if you addressed it earlier. Mm-hmm. I haven't mm-hmm. gotten a chance to listen to Machado's um interview. But what is up with um uh, Machado lately? Um, you know, he was yelling something into the crowd or something like that earlier he just seems like he doesn't really want to be here
0: oh i don't i don't think that Aaron and i'm not no? sure well i'm not sure what you're talking about as far as manny yelling into the crowd i mean are you talking about did he did he like yell after he hit the ball and it was a home run something like that
6: yes yeah i guess there's one and then when he crossed the plate and he yelled something and he grabbed <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, Something well, else. Aaron, I, yeah, Aaron, I, I, I think, uh, I think that's happy yelling, uh, in all likelihood. I, I didn't, I didn't see it, uh, I saw it with you, my own two eyes. Check from, it out. Uh, yeah, from, from, uh, upstairs, but, uh, appreciate the call, Aaron. I, you know, I, uh, guys show emotion, they yell, they, uh, look to the dugout, they yell to their teammates. I, I think that's all good stuff for Manny Machado. Good yelling, uh, for Manny Machado. But look, Manny has hit the ball, uh, A lot better lately, seven hits in this series, hitting it with authority, hitting with uh, runners in scoring position, had three RBIs in that game. And, uh, hey, if Manny wants to yell and uh, yell to his teammates and uh, fire him up, I'm all for it. So uh, I think good stuff uh, for Manny Machado and uh, uh, trying to get his team going. And we will play that interview with Manny one more time. Aaron reminding me to play our interview with Manny one more time uh, before we get out of here tonight. So, uh, again, I did talk with Manny Machado on the field right after the game. You'll hear my conversation with Manny again coming up in just a little bit. Let's go to Carlos calling in from Imperial Beach. Hi, Carlos.
7: Hi, Sammy. How's it going?
0: I'm doing well, Carlos. How you doing?
7: Good, man. I just came from the stadium. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, big old shout out to my 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 buddy and TJ Enrique Sanchez. who's normally texting you or send you DMs, mm-hmm. and uh, we, we want to give you some love because we we see you every time you the post game you do on the field. You I see you, me and him rushing, running <laughs> to the Western Meadow to get ready for the post game. So big big love for that, man. <laughs>
0: Well, thank you, Carlos. Uh, I appreciate that. It is uh, a sprint up here to the Western Metal Building. That is why, if you listen to our post-game show in the first segment, if it ever sounds like I'm out of breath, it's because I am. You are not hearing things. It is because I'm quite literally trying to catch my breath, get settled in. Sometimes the the first segment of the post-game show... it it can be a little wacky for me. You might hear me stumble on a on a word or two. I'm trying to catch my breath and cut the interview. Everything you hear, it it comes from me. So, um, but uh, Carlos, uh, appreciate that. What would you think about the game here tonight?
7: Uh, it was electric. Uh, like any 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 home st- you know home game. You know we uh, me and him uh, share a uh, 40 game you know uh, membership. Uh, so uh, we've been there you know often mm-hmm. and. I mean, I feel like, you know, we're, we're getting on the right track. But being him, but doing the math, you know, in the, in the car, going, coming over from the, from the Petco Park, uh, we, we noticed, I know, it's 75 games left or so, right? Mm-hmm. And I think we said we only can lose only 27, so we can get 90 wins or so. Mm-hmm. So, and we look the schedule. It's not easy. It's not easy uh, here and there. Probably Cardinals. We play Cardinals. And then a couple of games with the, I mean, the, the Mets. This big, this series, is right. It's gonna be big, a big one for them too, because they, we hopefully we ended up sweep, sweeping them. They're gonna be like ten games back, so it could change for both of them.
0: Yeah, it, it's uh, and Carlos, appreciate the call and thank you for the kind words. Uh, hope you had a great time at the game. By the way, another sold out crowd at the game. Uh, sold uh, sellout number thirty six for the Padres uh, here at Petco Park this season. It's remarkable. But Carlos, you're right. It is going to take a really, really special run for this team to make the postseason. That is not me saying it's impossible. Teams have done it, especially the last handful of years. But just to give you some perspective, uh, Kevin Acey in the San Diego Union-Tribune had this this morning. Uh, He he picked 87 wins, just uh, as a number. So 87, you may get into a wild-card spot with 87. May need more than that, but he picked 87 today, so we'll go with that. Uh, Kevin wrote that 87 victories uh, the minimum required for a playoff berth to get to 87 the Padres would likely need to maintain at least a 618 winning percentage in the final 76 games of the year so I mean 618 is playing some really really good baseball they got to win a lot of games so Carlos your point is correct again not saying it can't happen. That's the that's not what I'm saying at all. It can if this team plays up to their capability. But yeah, they get they gotta win a lot of games. That's why a game like tonight, I mean, I'll be honest with you, this would have been a really disappointing game to lose. The Angels are banged up. They're having a, a rough stretch here. It's been a rough series in San Diego. You're facing a guy in Patrick Sandoval, who pitched okay tonight. Five innings, two runs, but he's been hit this year. A bullpen that hasn't been great. This was a series, with the way things were going for the Angels, that you should sweep. And they did, to their credit. So they need more days like that. They got a sweep series, they got a win series, and that's why, look, the Mets are in a similar spot, where they're trying to pick up that momentum, heading into the All-Star break. And, and you're right, also, just as far as the standings thing, I mean, you know, you win two out of three, sweep the Mets, something like that. I don't want to get too crazy, but yeah, you could set them way back. Uh, in the wild card race and you know all the momentum they built up they've won four in a row after a win against Arizona here tonight Uh, you could erase a lot of that so it's a big series no doubt about it for both teams Uh, should be an exciting series Friday Saturday and Sunday all right out of town scoreboard Manny Machado interview coming up in just a couple of minutes so stay tuned for that we've got a lot of phone calls here I want to get to everybody let's go to Ulysses in Chino Hills calling in hi Ulysses I think we got
7: that name right Sammy, how are you? I'm doing well. Okay. How are you? Doing well. Man, we're big fans of yours. We're driving back from the game. Uh we're on the 15 freeway. My son Sebastian loves you. My son Adrian listens to you all the time. You know, one of these days cuz we have a long drive, we're going to run up there and we're going to be gasped <laughs> as well and we're going to go say hi to you cuz you were big all fans right. of yours yeah okay. for sure I, I think, come, I just, hey
0: come say hi anytime the, the time to come say hi honestly is pregame. I'm here for an hour before the game starts I usually stick around for a little bit uh after the game starts so that is the time come say hello pre-game
7: sometime there, there, there we go they're they're nine and 11 years old but Sammy I, I think this team <laughs> is having fun I think yeah. I think we we turned the corner and I think the body language is, is different in this series I I think I really think they put their differences aside and said, you know what? We're a bunch of All-Stars. We're getting together, and we're going to do this. And we are going to do this. You watch, Sammy. Sammy, my son Sebastian wants to say hi, and my son Adrian does as well.
6: Hi, Sammy. Me and my dad (laughs) always listen to you on your broadcast every single night. That's
0: That's awesome. Thank you for listening. I appreciate that very much.
2: Hi, Sammy. (laughs)
4: It's me, Adrian.
7: (laughs)
0: i'm hey. also a big fan all right well thank you very much and, and appreciate the call uh everybody that's uh, that's awesome thank you so much and i uh, appreciate everybody who tunes in and, and comes and says hello it's uh, it's great and uh to the point there um look i i hope you're right again they've got work to do they're five games below 500 just a little perspective they've got work to do here but You're also allowed to feel good about what they've done, even going back to the series in Cincinnati, for as heartbreaking as a couple of those losses were. Again, we talked about it at the time. There were positives to pull there from a a fight perspective, from a comeback perspective. Um, And then we saw some strands of that in this series as well. And they swept the series. We'll see what they do against the Mets. Again, one game at a time. They've got work to do. But this is not an impossible task. And we'll update you on the standings uh, where they are at the end of tonight as far as the wild card. We'll look at the division as well. But like I was saying, I was talking to some people here in the loft uh, after I was done with my pregame today. And uh, what I was saying to them was, look, yeah, they're going to have to play really well. But they woke up this morning six games out of a playoff spot. I mean, that is not insurmountable. And I got to tell you, you know what? We'll get into it when I look at the standings. And I'll, I'll talk more about just the overall picture here. I will. Um, all right. We'll get back to the phones in a second. I do want to take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. Let's go around
2: Major League Baseball and take a look at the scores you know from across the country. This is the out-of-town scoreboard presented by Jensen Meat, where great taste meets integrity. Locally produced in San Diego since
0: 1958. We take a look at the out-of-town scoreboard. We have one game going on. Everything else has gone final. Dodgers beat the Pirates 6-4 in L.A., or I should say beating the Pirates 6-4 in L.A. Eighth inning there. Astros beating the Rockies 6-4 in Houston earlier today. It was the A's over the Tigers 12-3 in Detroit. Phillies beat the Rays 8-4 in Tampa Bay. Marlins beat the Cardinals 10-9 in Miami. Cardinals had a 9-8 lead in that game. The pitcher had a comebacker. It was Jordan Hicks with runners on first and second. Cardinals, a one-run lead in the ninth inning. Hicks had a comebacker. He threw the ball away over the first baseman's head. It went down the line. Two runs came in from first and second. Marlins won it 10-9. It has been a bad year for the Cardinals. They're now 35-51. That was a bad loss. You got to see the final play from that game. It was, uh, <laughs> you know, one of those losses. If you're a Cardinals fan, it'll keep you up tonight uh, with uh, what happened at the end there. Orioles beat the Yankees 6-3 to in New York. Rhino O'Hearn home run in that game. Baltimore Reds beat the Nationals nine to two in D.C. Ellie Dela Cruz hit a home run in that game. It went 455 feet as the rookie sensation Ellie Dela Cruz continues to do amazing things. Braves beat the Guardians eight to one in Cleveland. Red Sox beat the Rangers at Fenway Park four to two. Twins over the Royals five nothing in Minnesota. Pablo Lopez had 12 strikeouts, a complete game. For the Twins in that one. Quite a performance from the former Marlin, Pablo Lopez. Cubs beat the Brewers 4-3 in Milwaukee. It was the Giants over the Mariners 2-0 in San Francisco. Mets beat the Diamondbacks 2-1 in Arizona. The Mets actually trailed that game. 1-0 in the ninth inning. Francisco Alvarez hit a game-tying home run with two outs. And then Mark Hanna hit an RBI double. To give the Mets a two-one lead in the ninth inning, and they win it two one. So the Mets scored two down to their final strike at one point in that ninth inning in uh, Arizona. Blue Jays and the White Sox were postponed earlier today. They will make that up tomorrow. Check if that's a doubleheader tomorrow. Is it in Chicago? Let's see. I don't. Yes, it is doubleheader tomorrow between the Blue Jays and the White Sox. In Chicago, and that's a look at the out of town scoreboard here tonight on this Wednesday. Now let's tell you about our play of the game. What was the crucial play that
2: helped decide the outcome of today's game? This is the play of the game presented by Bill Howe Plumbing, Heating and Air, Flood and Restoration, because we know how.
3: This pitch is hit a mile in the air to deep left field, a no doubter for Manny, second deck. And a home run to put the Padres in front. Seventh hit of the series for Manny. This one a big one. 3-2 to two here in the
0: sixth. Manny Machado's 12th home run of the season as part of this 5-3 win here tonight. Our play of the game. And again for Manny Machado with that home run. He passed Adrian Gonzalez for the most homers all time here at Petco Park. That was number 66 in this building. For Manny Machado, big night for Manny. Two hits, three RBIs, the home run. Manny had seven hits in this series. Hopefully, a sign of things to come for Mister Machado. All right, do want to uh, take a look at a couple of tweets and messages here? We have a uh, Matt on Twitter saying, "Listening on the radio. Would love to hear your thoughts on the future." of our DH position through the rest of the season? Uh, Matt, it's a a good question. I I think I have a a few thoughts on it. Number one, I I think you're going to see Matt Carpenter in that role uh, at times. Um, He has not played nearly as much the last month, month and a half. Obviously, with Nelson Cruz, uh, with not here. Look, that could lead to a couple things. If he starts hitting, he could play more. If he doesn't pick it up, you may see him less. Um, The other part of it, too, is that the Padres have some other options there now, really in two senses. Number one, look, Rugnet Odor has been productive. Certainly at times this season, he's come up with big hits, uh, at different points of the year. Uh, I have no problem if you would like to see Rugnet Odor in that role. Now, you know, Odor, uh, 213 batting average, the overall numbers, you know, aren't great, but, you know, he's had some, some nice moments and, Um, You know, look, uh, with Carpenter's struggles, uh, Odor is going to get opportunities there. Uh, Odor uh, was in the lineup yesterday. I'm trying to see, when was the last time Odor DH'd? Um, It's been a little while. He has done it before. Look, again, I think you're going to see Carpenter a little bit. You may see Odor a little bit. The other thing that I really like right now is that the Padres can mix it up a little bit, as far as giving some of their everyday guys and their stars days off their feet in the field, we saw it yesterday with Manny. We saw it today with Xander Bogarts. Manny DHing yesterday, Xander DHing today. I think you're going to see that a, a little bit more here in the second half. Try to keep guys fresh and um, look. It, it's it, it's partially, well, the Padres have the ability to do it partially because. They can shift around Cronenworth and Kim like today, right? So Bogart's the DH. Kim goes to shortstop. You can absolutely do that. Cronenworth to second base. Perfect. Yesterday, Manny. Um, Odor plays third, hasn't played there a ton, but can do it. Kim at second base, and we know if you wanted to put Kim at third base and move Cronenworth to second, you could play um, somebody else at first. Again, they just have some parts they can move around right now. So, look, I, I I don't think it's going to be Matt Carpenter, you know, every day. I don't know that he's going to, you know, play against every righty. I mean, look, it was a righty in Otani yesterday. He wasn't in there. Um, he's got to produce a little bit more to be in there, more I would think. So I think you're going to see a mix of some other guys, whether it be somebody getting a half day off, whether it be a neto Odor, whether it be a Brandon Dixon who's had some nice moments. Um You know, and and certainly Matt Carpenter is going to play, too. But for Carpenter to really play against every righty, he would, I would imagine, have to produce more. Um, So I think it's going to be a mix and match uh, really for a while here, unless they uh, acquire somebody or call up somebody that uh, that can really uh, be in that spot with regularity. Uh, Sammy on Instagram uh says sammy hey nice name um sammy says i'm listening to the radio right now this game was awesome as a fan i've been getting into baseball and this was the first time i was able to come to a home game and i loved it the fans were amazing and i love the atmosphere can't wait to go to another one sammy that is awesome that is really cool thank you for listening appreciate that and so uh, glad you had such a good time here at petco park tonight that's a great message that's a it's a good message to end on here a lot of positivity here on the post game show tonight you understand it padres have work to do got to get back to 500 and go from there but Certainly this uh, first three-game sweep of the year does feel good, does give you some confidence about where this team potentially is going here in the second half. All right, before we uh, get to our final totals here, I do want to take one final look at the standings right now. The Dodgers are still playing right now. Uh, But here is where things are. This won't change no matter what happens uh, with the Dodgers uh, here tonight. Right now, Miami is three-and-a-half games up. Or I should say, well, let me let me rephrase this. Miami is in the number one wild card spot. They're fifty-one and thirty-seven. Dodgers right now in the number two. Philadelphia right now in the number three uh, wild card spot. After that, it's San Francisco right now. Milwaukee a game out, and then the Padres, the Cubs, the Pirates, the Mets, all in the six or seven games out range. So, again, and I I said I would take a look at this today, and I wanted to do it just because, again, six games is not insurmountable. They've got teams in between them. There are a lot of teams in the mix here. But, you know, the other part of this, whether you're talking about the division, the wild card race, I mean, some of these teams would have to keep playing pretty well. Um, Giants have had a great first half in in start to the season. Um, Can they keep up? You know, being seven, eight, nine games above five hundred, I don't know. Miami has been a surprise team. I mean, they have played terrific baseball, fifty-one and thirty-seven, led by Skip Schumacher. Um, again, and I'm not taking anything away from the Marlins, but with young teams that have really good first halves of the year, sometimes we see those teams struggle to maintain it as they get into the the real heat of the summer. You know, same thing for the Diamondbacks. Again, I'm not taking anything away from the D-backs. It's been wonderful. Torrey Lavello's done a wonderful job there. And they've shown, really, um, they haven't played as well, you know, as of late. But, you know, they're still sitting 14 games uh, above 500. they uh, They're in first place right in games ahead of L.A. If the Dodgers win today, they'd be a game and a half out. Bottom line, Diamondbacks have been great. Um, you know, again, a young team can they keep it up we'll see they very well may but you may see some some of these teams fall back to the pack a little bit too um again the point being Padres have work to do no doubt about it and I understand if you're out there saying hey I don't even want to hear about the standings until this team gets back to 500 and you would be totally fair for thinking that they do have to do that and get back to 500 and then go way beyond it but again I'm just saying it's You know, all the talk about the trade deadline and could they be sellers and all of that. And it's all fair conversation. But you go on a good run here, the rest of this month, that wild card race will be very, very tight. So um you can really get back in this uh, in this thing six games is is not insurmountable all right before we go we've been on a while here and our uh, great studio coordinator nick dinucci hanging in there with me tonight thank you nick i keep forgetting to play the manny interview we played it at the very top of the post game show so let's play it at the very end now here is my conversation with manny machado a three hit game for manny three or i should say a three rbi game for manny two hits the home run he was on four times in this game i caught up with manny right after the game manny let's go back to the home run in the sixth inning a guy in the mound you never faced before the count goes to two and two he throws you a curveball you looked ready for it what was your
1: thought process in that at bat uh just trying to say sure he had good stuff you know uh you know i saw the first pitch try to just try to ambush him real quick, see if he was going to get a strike, and uh, he made a hell of a pitch going down. So after that, kind of just zone down and try to just uh, make some contact and, and try to be sure with it. And then, uh, you know, we got down to that 2-2 two, two, two count, and, uh, you know, he left that one a little bit high. Seven hits in this series. What's working for you right now at the plate? Just being selective, you know, being selective, taking my walks, and, uh, you know, just doing looking for pitches I could do damage to and, uh, you know, not chase too much. Starting pitching continues to be terrific. Same thing with Seth Lugo here tonight. From your perspective, what are these guys doing so well? I mean, they're going out to the attacking zone. They're throwing the ball. Stri- they're throwing the strikes. Um, you know, we're playing really good defense behind them. And then, you know, we got also we got to give credit to Josh Hader in the back of that that that, that bullpen. You know, going in there, getting getting uh, you know stuff out to end the game and you know giving us the Ws. First time your team has swept a three-game series this season. What will it take to keep those momentum going into uh, the series against the Mets? Just keep doing what we did today and uh, what, what we've been doing the last couple of days. You know, uh, Stay with the energy, continue to, to build on it, and uh, you know, just keep playing good baseball. Manny, great job tonight. Thanks Thank so much. You. Thank you. That was Manny Machado right after the
0: game. A seven-hit series for Manny, three RBIs, two hits, including his 12th home run of the season here tonight. Looking ahead to Friday, off day tomorrow, and then back home on Friday, it is the Mets and the Padres, game one of a three-game series between those two teams. First pitch on Friday at 6.40 p.m., our Eco Water SoCal Padres pregame show begins at 5.40. Pitching matchup on Friday, right-hander Justin Verlander on the mound for the Mets, right-hander Hugh Darvish on the mound for San Diego. And again, first pitch at 6.40 on Friday here at Petco Park in a veteran pitching matchup between Verlander and Darvish. That should be a fun one here in downtown San Diego. Looking at the final totals here tonight. For the Angels, three runs, six hits, one error. They left on six. For the Padres, five runs, five hits, one error. They left on 12. Winning pitcher Nick Martinez, who improves to four and three. Losing pitcher was Jacob Webb, who drops to one and one. Save goes to Josh Heater, his 20th. Of the season. Time of game, two hours, thirty two minutes, and the crowd here at Petco Park, forty three thousand four hundred and one, the thirty sixth sellout of the season in forty three openings here in downtown San Diego, another tremendous crowd. As always, you can listen to all of our post game show if you missed any of it on the Inside San Diego Baseball podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your podcast. For a great studio coordinator, Nick Danucci, I'm Sam Levitt, saying so long and good night from Petco Park. Again, the final score the Padres five and the Angels three. We'll talk to you on Friday on the Padres Radio Network.